Hello, and welcome to episode six, I should have said, episode 60 of Talking in Tangents. My name is Britt, I go by she, her, and am okay with they. Across from me is my lovely co-host, please introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Megs, I go by she and her, and is it indeed a sexy episode. <laughs> we have a candle lit, we are toasty with some beverages. And uh, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good evening. Our beer looks like the color of wine, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like muddy wine. If you can, beer. if you can tell, I mean, you guys can't see because it's a podcast. But the color of this beer alone tells me that it's been aging in some bourbon barrels, and it's nice and warm in my tum tums. I've been aging since we last talked to you guys. It's been a week. Yes. Oh a my week gosh. Week of adventures and events. We're and we're mildly behind emotions. here. Thank you, but you won't tell because you you don't know. You're going to hear us on Monday and be like, "What? Well, normal." <laughs> you might be able to guess why we're late if you can hear my voice. I have not been uh smoking in the alley 24/7. I have a either it's either allergies or cold. I'm not sure which one. We're going to go with a, probably allergies. I'm going to go with allergies because uh, it's that time. The wind is blowing. My cat is shedding. I am crying. My throat is itchy. So it's probably allergies. Like the winds are rustling. I feel like a lot of people I've been talking to, too, have either been having allergies or some sort of illness. So you're, you're not alone, my friend. It's the time of the season. So, um, yeah, it's fine. It's a good week, though. It's the most busy week I've ever experienced in my entire life. I'm surprised that I'm chipper, but probably because it's the weekend. Honestly, like, I'm the same. Well, I mm-hmm. mean, this was my first week back from vacation, and I hit the ground running. I walked in to, mm-hmm. like, a full warehouse full of product and had to figure out all this stuff and mail a bunch of stuff, and I hung out at FedEx way too long, more than I needed to, and... Yeah, so, I mean, even though I work weekends, the weekend job is so much more relaxing compared to my Monday through Friday. So I'm like, even though I'm like, I have work at 6 a.m. tomorrow, it's fine because I'm drunk now and it's good. But like pleasantly drunk, not like sloppy drunk, like podcasting drunk. Podcasting drunk. It's nice. Yeah, another thing about podcasting on a Saturday is that we are allowed to go a little bit cuckoo. Yeah, we're a little crazy a little now. A uh, frosted toaster. <laughs> That's not a word. Zesty festy. Zesty festy. Oh, I like that one. Anyway, we have a good episode for you guys planned today. I'm happy because it's about... Happy things. Happiness. We're going to like focus on some serotonin. Happiness. In this dark world. Na, 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 na. Especially during quarantine. Quarantine. And also you can, uh, speaking of singing, uh, we are doing a lot of it because we've been drinking. But we have, we've been updating our Spotify some more. Yes, please check out our Spotify. I use it constantly now and i'm re-listening to all y'all's awesome songs that you've suggested as Heck well yeah. as well as i've been daily updating my favorite playlist and Brittany has now added hers so please check out our spotify playlist they're super funsies yep. they're a nice mix of really cool stuff and uh just different genres and uh, fun fun cool jams check out um nice little rabbit hole and we'll make a happiness playlist yes that's that's next on our list we're gonna happy happy tunes um, but yeah, like please check it out. It goes with the vibe for this episode, as well as who doesn't like some sweet jams on our ride to work. 
when you're not listening to our podcast, which you should be listening to, we post every Monday. Yay. Yeah. Why not? Just do it. Anyway, let's get into it with Pop Culture. Yeah, let's go. All right. Pop Culture. Yeah, it's time for the Pop Culture. This is the, the fun, the fun cool random, talk. the fun random shit. Yeah. That uh, is going on in the world. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes, sometimes it's bad. And uh, especially because this episode, we kind of want to talk about happy things. Yeah. Um, I was on the hunt to try to find something that brought and uh, sparked joy to my to my soul. And uh, I found this article that made me giggle. And I had to talk about it. So <clears throat> IHOP hostess goes viral for putting Adam Sandler on the wait list. <laughs> Wait. So basically, <laughs> I hop waitress like she, I hop the pancake house. Yeah. So so apparently, huh? she, her her TikTok video went viral because she posted that like a, it, there's like a there's different themes you can do on TikTok and there's okay. the one where it's the clown face. It's like me me mo me mo mo. Yeah. And they talk about like oh that one time that I did something stupid kind of thing and they have the clown face and she did that but she said um what. She basically was saying, not realizing it's Adam Sandler and telling him it's a thirty, oh. mi- telling him it's a thirty-minute wait, he, that's and him and him leaving because it's not he's not gonna wait thirty minutes for I. <laughs> wait, a, but at the same time, come on, Adam Sandler. But here, here's the redeeming quality okay. though is like. It. Everyone was saying he you was have places real- to go or what? yeah. Well, the the waitress was like, "Please come back. I'm sorry," but then people were always comment throughout the whole episode followed. And we're like, how did you not recognize him? And they were like, well, he just, he had a beard and he doesn't like, you know, dress up. He's- also, what movies has he been in recently? Well, he also is one oh, of the... Oh, my God. Uncut Gems. I'm sorry. So, like, well, basically, what, what the great thing about Adam Sandler is, regardless of how you feel about his movies or whatever, um, he is notorious for being a just a normal dude. Okay. And so th- her joke was like, oh, I didn't realize it was Adam Sandler. But then Adam Sandler didn't push him being Adam Sandler. He was just like, oh, that's fine. I just, I mean, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't wait 30 minutes for IHOP. Like, oh, it's that's IHOP. so true. That's so, so people, true. people were like, that makes sense. People were first like, well, how did you not recognize him? And they're like, well, he just dresses like a normal guy. Of course, you're not going to recognize him. He's Adam Sandler. Like, yeah. He's not out there being like, hey, I'm Adam Sandler. Hi, you know, blah, 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 happy Gilmore. Like, he doesn't do that. And um, other people were commenting, later as well and they were like i've served adam sandler he's an amazing guy super nice tips really well everyone said really positive things so it ended up being a joke where it was like she was embarrassed that she didn't recognize him as a celebrity but that ended up being so wholesome because they were like and he didn't press like do you know who i am who are you like this is ihop i can sit whoever i want as any other celebrity would probably do he was just like oh well i have places to go Goodbye. Thank you. Anyway. Okay. So it was I like. I wasn't sure if he like stormed out. No, or no. He okay. didn't storm out or anything. I, I, that was kind of the thing. She was embarrassed because she was a fan of Adam Sandler and was like, oh my God, I didn't realize it was Adam Sandler. And then he left and she was like, please come back. <laughs> like, oh no. And then she was like, oh no, he must hate me. And then she made that joke with the clown face. Like, I'm a, I am a clown. I didn't recognize Adam Sandler. And Never. everyone. Oh, sorry. oh yeah. And everyone was just like, oh, he's just a super nice guy. And like. His his party like confirmed that that was him and whatever. It was just, like it's just, it was very like 
It was wholesome. wholesome. Like okay, it's good. He's one of the few celebrities, and I actually really enjoy Adam Sandler. Like his yeah. movies aren't cinematic masterpieces, but he seems like a genuinely like nice o- okay dude. All of his characters okay. are the same. Let's be honest; they're all the freaking same. They're all these awkward, funny dudes. I get it; it's fine. But it's it's he's never a negative comedy person yeah that makes no. sense so yeah, it's just he's like, not self-deprecating he yeah. doesn't like bring people down and he's he didn't just he didn't throw a fit in the ihop he just was like oh, okay well no big deal i just i'll, I'll go somewhere else like thank you like have a good day oh and uh, everyone everyone said nice things about him throughout all the comments even people that weren't even there were like i've served him before he's an all right guy he, he's amazing like great tipper like all well, this kind of stuff well so. i was gonna ask is uh have you ever had a celebrity experience before me, yes, I have. Let's hear it. Um, it was a good one. It wasn't good, though. Oh, no. It, it was very brief, but it was also like... Mm. Spill the tea. Um, so I used to work at a coffee shop in Newport Beach. And um, the one of the singers of Social Distortion was a regular. Okay. I think it was... What was his name? Mike Ness or whatever. Okay. Um, I, I grew up listening to social distortion because my dad was a huge fan and I really only kind of like recognized it just because of that. And I was like, Oh, I'm never going to bring up it. I've had a few celebrity interactions like through coffee shops, but it's always very brief. They always order the same fucking thing. And like, I didn't directly interact with Mike Ness. I just observed it, but he was just kind of snippy to the barista. Okay. And I was kind of there just being like, huh? okay like relax like calm down it was it was it wasn't like horrifying he didn't throw anything but it was more just like he acted like a newport dude Dude, which honestly you live in newport beach you you, it's kind of like all right whatever you have money and you kind of like talk down to food service people like whatever that's fine guitarist at weezer do the same thing yeah i'm like like, coffee house yeah so it's one of those things where they're not necessarily a jerk but they're not nice yeah so I mean that's the the most and honestly like I still listen to social distortion I think he still is all I right, still listen but. to Weezer but then I think about him like oh he looks his espresso perfect <laughs> otherwise he's leaving um, yeah also I was thinking this one time I ran into my favorite singer ever in the bathroom and it was for my twenty first birthday and I wanted it's funny I just saw this pop up on my phone today that it was five years ago that oh I my bought God. a ticket to a show. Uh, but it was on my birthday, and I, like, left the bathroom, and I'm washing my hands, and all of a sudden, she comes out of the stall, and she's washing her hands. I got there really early. I was excited for the show. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Hi. I, like, tweeted at you earlier. I'm like, this is my 21st birthday, and, like, I'm seeing you. I'm so excited. Her name is Mitski. And I'm like, I'm so excited to see you, and I'm, I didn't think I would meet you here. And she's like... Well, yeah, I gotta pee too. I'm like, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I I love. Sorry. I love that she was using like the regular bathroom and not like the. Green- oh, to be fair, like a green like, worm ba- They don't have a green worm bathroom. I don't know. It's a grungy. Venue? It was oh, a pretty okay. grungy venue at the time. She was not big, and then oh, now she's yeah. big. Um, big enough. Have you heard of Mitski? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, this was back when she was, uh, just before she released her second album. Uh, yeah, I was just in love with her. Oh, anyway, yeah. I mean, it. I've had, I've had, um, I haven't had necessarily poor reactions, but I've had, like, 
quite a few reactions with some small bands that I was fans with. Like I was, I was a fan of the band R last night. Still am, but they're just, I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of pop punk anymore. Yeah. But back when I was really into them, I got to meet them. They were all genuinely nice guys. I really liked them. It was the girlfriends that were mean to me. So it's the girlfriends. <laughs> um, but I mean, th- to be fair, they're all married to said girlfriends now yeah, and yeah. all have multiple children. But when I met them, like I met because I was dating someone who was a photographer for them. And they already knew that I was seeing this the person. Yeah. So the fact that the girls were like still mean to me, I was kind of like, stop it you barely know me and also hello i just i'm like i didn't even i wasn't even like oh my god i'm such a big fan i was like oh hi nice to meet you and they like shook my hand and like the girls didn't even walk over they just like gave me like the stink eye and i'm like hmm stop it okay cool all right whatever girls girls i mean it was also like decades ago so i mean you know people are immature and young when they're like in their you know, they're they're fresh cusps of a relationship. I get it. It's fine. I would be the same. I'd be <laughs> I'd be mean mugging too, to be yeah. honest. Cause yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. Um, speaking of things that were bad in the past and are getting better, hopefully, uh, Dogecoin. It is the currency I've exchanged. <laughs> and yes, the one Dogecoin I'm watching. Uh, I talked about it. Uh. To some extent, last week, I just want to update you guys for the pop culture section that one, Elon Musk is going to be on SNL uh, in a week. I hate it. And I hope he, I hate it too. I hate it too. But I hope he waves, the, he sends out the secret signal. The, <laughs> the SNL. I hope he makes me rich. <laughs> multiple SNL actors are fuming over it. That's the one thing. It's that, so weird. I don't like, get it's it It's weird. There I was, don't understand. There was one guy that was like, why? Because apparently. He's a rich guy. Apparently Elon Musk tweeted, we're going to find out if Saturday Night really is live. And I hate with, that. With like a devil eyeball like He's emoji. So weird. And He's then one, so of, the, one of the Twitter. SNL co- uh, uh, people retweeted it and is like, what the fuck does this even mean? Like, like who does that when you're, a, I don't know. He's he, so weird, The dude. fact that he's maintain some kind of celebrity status well i think it's even him he still he married he married the weirdest not weirdest i'm sorry the most eclectic like singer ever i like rhymes Rhymes. yeah Yeah. but like what they name their baby again it's like x y xenon girl the 21st century Um, but what bothers me is the amount of celebrity status that he's maintained. Okay, yeah. so I don't like the guy that made Facebook. What's his name? Um, you know what I'm talking about. I, I'm so happy that, that we don't frick, know his that name. That freaking nerd man. I'm so happy. Anyway. You hear this man? We don't know your name. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so there's different people who have power in our social media, in our celebrity, whatever, that aren't necessarily in our radar because yeah they're famous and they're rich over certain things which is the same for elon musk but for for some reason everyone knows elon musk's name mark zuckerberg sorry so like but you know what i mean though he's you don't see mark zuckerberg on snl he knows he's a freaking billionaire and not necessarily people like him why is elon musk trying to be popular 
he's not going to be popular. He has the, the he's like forcing twenty one year old. He's forcing himself into trying to be friends, and like that's not what's going to make you part of the cool kids club. You're not going to be besties with. You're not going to be Justin Timberlake. But he's just a he's just a nerd trying to get out of the classroom. Yeah, but he's doing it in the wrong way. <laughs> you can be nerds and be part of the cool kid club too. Like I was a nerd, yeah, but also Michael Sarah. Yeah, like I was a nerd in high school, and I still had like popular ish friends. I'm getting there right now. But like, <laughs> I have friends now. I guess. But I don't know. I, it's I a it's a weird choice, and it the, his commentary about the whole like oh we're gonna see if it's really live and just his weird like I I will know the truth and tell the world is very New World Order esque of me of yeah. my observation and I'm like are you acting like more worldly than you really are and or what do you know. Or are you just faking that you know stuff? I, don't, I just he gives off weird vibes. I I'm, I'm uncomfortable by him. He makes okay. he makes me uncomfortable. And what's also weird is the musical guest for that episode is going to be Miley Cyrus. Oh, interesting. What so a trip. It's, it's Miley Cyrus Literally. and Elon Musk. And y'all get ready to smoke your weed next Saturday. I mean, and honestly, like she would probably be funny. And I hope I put her in. Put they, oh. they put her in skits. Yeah, I hope so too. Because Elon, I can't imagine him being funny. That's yeah, my either. problem. I'm like, so how are you funny? We will see. We will see. The best, one of my favorite guests that I've watched that's like the new versions of S- the new versions of SNL are hit and miss for me. Sometimes it's it makes me want to pull Do my like hair out. COVID it's, or like during COVID, there's SNL. The last like once Kristen Wiig left, oh. it just just just. Whew. Like, honestly, there's been episodes that have been amazing. The whole Adam Driver episode, just phenomenal. Chef's kiss. Adam Driver's hilarious and a really good actor. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you get a really good guest star, SNL does very well. But when it's just random, they're not as funny. Like, it, it it's almost cringe. It's cringy half the time. So then yeah. I, you get someone that's as cringy as Elon Musk as a guest. I'm like, who who picked this? Who Whose bright idea was that? He's like... He literally paid for I'm just, oh, my God. Everyone's like, why is Elon Musk picked? And I'm like, it's because he probably paid, like, $5 million to, like, Maybe. keep yeah. it. keep. They basically, He's basically paying their salaries at this point. So every time I see an SNL person, like, just digging him a new grave, I'm like, you realize he's paying your salary, yeah. but also, like, get it. Yeah, stick yeah. it to Elon Ooh. Musk. Fuck that guy. Yeah, well, but, oh but God. If, he, if he says anything about Doge, I'll be happy. That's yes. just my update. I All the Doge. Corrections Corner is that it's definitely, it's not a stock, but it's a currency. Uh, but we talked about the two interchangeably in the last episode. I just want to make it clear for those who are still around. You're here and going to make it clear. And to the next section, we will steer. Yes. Ah, joy. It's time for Beverage Break. The part of the episode where we talk about booze. And Ramon is here. And we have a guest, but he's sitting in the corner. <laughs> yeah, we shanghaied your fiance to come hang out with us. Yep. How you doing? I'm missing Mortal Kombat for this. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> I just gave him a 14% beer, so we're we're good. Yeah, what are we drinking today? So I, uh, because I love me some beer, went to the brewery again Mm. and uh, got a 
Ale. The brewery is a, is a place, not just like the atypical general yeah. brewery. It's I'm actually sorry. called the brewery. I should class. <laughs> I should I should clarify for us non-California folks. So basically, there is a place called the Brewery, but it is spelled B R U E R Y. So it's a fancy way of spelling brewery. And uh, probably they, French. They uh, they specialize in some dank good beers, and uh, I got a ale aged in bourbon barrels with peach, apricot, cinnamon, and vanilla added. It's called American Anthem. That's not French. And American uh, Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you, Megan. Thanks. Okay. And it is 14% alcohol content. So we are frosty, toasty, mosty right here. And it's, it's very good. I like it. It tastes like Christmas. It's like what I say, a cinnamon raisin bagel. Yeah. Cinnamon raisin bagel with, with peach jam. At apri- apricot? Peaches apricot. and apricot. Okay. Oh, is it apricot oh, or apricot? Thinking. Potato, potato. Apricot, apricot. Does it depend on like where you hail from, like southern Ap- ones? Apricot. Anyway, it's it's delicious. I wish it was a better it's color. Really it looks like mud water. <laughs> it's like dirt it water. Um, but dang, is it delicious. It's but, tasty. Yeah. Thank it's, you so much for bringing this. Yeah, this is what happens when I only have time for one beer, and then I feel guilty closing out, and then they Shanghai me into buying more beer. So, yeah, here I am, buying all there the alcohol. Once again. It's delicious. Buying another Buy tart beer. Yeah. All right, y'all. Is it time for our cheers? Yes, it's time for our cheers. All right. Choir. Here's a Christmas beer. There's nothing much to fear except the car you cannot steer or should not get near. Because it's 14.5, you definitely shouldn't drive. So sit on back and have a snack because it's beverage time. Oh, Christmas beer, Christmas beer, vanilla, cinnamon, nectarine beer. This is the cheer for the podcast that you're listening to today. Hey! Yeah! Cheers! Cheers! I'm allowed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good night. So our serotonin topic of this week is happiness. Yes. What, what makes us happy? What has sparked joy this last year of <laughs> madness? I can't tell you making fun of me. Swallowing into madness. My, my, my voice is disappearing, but I promise I'm happy. So, we're, yeah, we just kind of want to... The world's hard enough. Let's talk about things that like has made, have made us happy throughout life. Because life is really hard. And like sometimes we forget what the happy things are, you know? Sometimes the, the world looks really fucking dark and you don't think there's light in the tunnel, but there's a light. And what is it for you? Yeah. So what what are the things that are your your go to's for when you're feeling kind of eh, like in and, the moment? and what what even not necessarily in the moment, but like what is your kind of your go to routine to like make you feel better if you're having a crummy day? I'll tell you mine. Mm-hmm. So, and this is actually something that I've actually made into a routine that's not necessarily related to a bad day, but it also helps just with my routine and it feels great. Um, This is where I sound really old. So I have sciatica 
and my knee and my back hurt a lot because I have a heavy labor job and, you know, old injuries when you're young in your 20s and you think you're fine, if you don't rest them correctly, they will flare up later in life, ladies and gentlemen, and they will hurt. And now I deal with sciatica. I lift things regularly that are 100 to 150 pounds. So it, it's common. You're supposed to stretch and do yoga. I hate stretching and I'm terrible at yoga. So um, a lot of what I'll do is when I'm not trying to do too much medication of like Tylenol, Advil stuff, what I like to do and has now become kind of an evening wind down, relax so if I'm not necessarily feeling in pain, but it does help with pain, if I'm just feeling stressed, if I just want to relax, I will pour myself a beer or I'll make myself a cocktail and I'll make myself a bath. And I put Epsom salts in said bath and I do bubble bath. Got some Dr. Teal's bubble bath up in here. Mm -hmm. And I will make myself a nice little warm bubble bath and a beverage of adult propriety and occasionally, if I'm feeling zesty and a little ballsy, I'll either bring a book and try not to drop it in the water, or I'll like prop my iPad into on the toilet seat and I'll watch a movie and I'll just sit and have a bath. Mm -hmm. And it's, gosh, I cannot Beautiful. recommend it enough. It's so just calming. The Epsom salts like relax your muscles. And you just kind of chill and the warmness. And I'll put some essential oils. I'm a big essential oils hoe now. I never was big on like the hoodoo of like, this is going to cure your whatever. Like, I'm not like a like an MLM kind of essential oils gal, but I do love an essential oil. I have a little diffuser that I just got to now. So after I take my bath, and I'm all like warm and loosey goosey. This is like ASMR. In yeah. A way. Just so listening. just putting oh, yourself yeah. in Meg's shoes. Oh yeah. Right so I'm. I have taken my bath. It's been about thirty minutes in like scalding ass hot water. I've been sitting. I'm all like wrinkly, but still soft because I've ex <laughs> I've exfoliated with my like exfoliate salts. And then I go into my room and I put on my little LED strip lights in like oh, a yes. low like low tone, which. Gentlemen, friends, Hello, purple. the mood in my bedroom. I have goes, so much. It goes to a 10. I have so much mood control. So even when I don't have a friend over, I'm like, mm, I'm going to set the mood like, for myself. So I like set the mood in my room in like a low ambiance level. And then I put on like some Sam Cooke radio or smooth jazz or whatever. And then I put my little essential oil diffuser on. And my essential oil diffuser, as which a lot of things in my room are, they have like these lights that like glow. Mm -hmm. And I'll have like my glowing <laughs> lights and then my LED all lights all lights, dimmed. The and then it's, it's, it's just oozing out lavender and just everything smells good. And then I like curl up in my sheets and I'm just, mm. <laughs> And I'm all warm. And then the next thing I do Happiness. is I will either put on a movie mm. or I'll put on The Simpsons. Simpsons are like my go-to. Like I want to watch something, yeah. but I don't want to focus. I just want to just. Huh. So I'll, I'll if I can't think of anything, I'll either put on The Simpsons or I'll like if I'm in a mood, I'll put on a movie that I'm in the mood for, or yeah. I will go on YouTube and go down a rabbit hole. Nice. And that rabbit hole can consist of if I'm feeling like I need to laugh at something, I will watch like a funny series. Top. 
2013 vines. Yeah, so I'll, I'll watch I'll watch either funny vines, 100% will go down that rabbit hole if I want to be up till 2 a.m. Or I'll go down a rabbit hole. There's these two drag queens that do a series called Uh, and it's Trixie Mattel and Katya. And they will just talk about random shit, which was honestly kind of the inspiration of our podcast, by the way, is nice. they just talk about random shit and they're two drag queens and they're hilarious. Mm. And I was like, I want a podcast where I talk about random strict, like random, you know, <laughs> stuff and shit and whatever. But I'm not a drag queen. But, but hopefully it's still But it's still translates. funny. <laughs> um, so I'll go down that rabbit hole. Or if I'm feeling like I want to watch something kind of like and expand my brain, there's a lot of historical YouTube channels you can go down. There's one that's food based. I love drunk history. Yeah, drunk history <laughs> is feel funny amazing. And smart at the same time. There's one that talks about like different food that the royals used to eat. Oh, cool. So you could just you can you type in a theme. There's one that's all true crime stuff. BuzzFeed has a really good series called Unsolved, and I'll go down that rabbit hole. It's mm-hmm. like two nerd men that like chit chat about stuff, and they're really funny. Um, I really enjoy them. And then the most recent discovery has been on the same BuzzFeed family, but it's oh. the Delish channel. Oh, okay. So it's all their food stuff. Yeah. And during all the COVID quarantining stuff, there's one girl that's part of their food team that because she was quarantined, she has now made a mini series. It's called Budget Eats. Mm-hmm. And she makes like... 10 meals for two people for $25 in New wow, York. Like nice. all these, like she made like a 10 course Christmas dinner for four people for a hundred dollars. And nice. she's like, she's known for like cooking with everything, cooking with things that you don't normally cook with. Yeah. So like, she's very sustainable. She only uses meat products mm-hmm. when it's like discarded products, like, livers or hearts or whatever or like the scraps of things so like little bits of chicken stuff she makes her own broth or whatever so she's very sustainable whenever she uses meat products or it's all like budget friendly so where she's like it it was a very nice eye-opener to being like people the number one of the number one things with food waste in general and a lot of people don't realize this is because the expiration dates Mm. doesn't mean the food is bad it's what the manufacturer and what the grocery store has used to kind of cover their butts when it comes to food poisoning yeah or illness so it gives you a safety barrier exactly there's a safety buffer and as someone who has taken a lot of managerial classes in milk safety, food safety in general, I'm very familiar with this kind of stuff. But we were, especially in the 90s, trained very much to where if there was a date, you threw it away. Mm-hmm. But it's the number one reason for food waste. But it sometimes doesn't mean that the food is bad. It means no. that this is kind of like the buffer time for them yeah, to rotate. They, it's FIFOing. First in, first out. Best buy, yeah. You know. So um, she's really good at being like, okay, this is what you do to check to see if things are bad or whatever. So, But she's a really, really just calm, lovely voice. Yeah. And she's just like funny and kind of quirky. Uh-huh. And she makes delicious food. And she like has her boyfriend like sample it and like he cool. rates it like out of 10 or whatever. And it's, it's just cute yeah. and wholesome. Just I can put my iPad on like a random shuffle and I'll just kind of fall asleep like listening to just random things. And that's perfect. That's, that's been kind of what's getting me through this quarantine. I haven't been very social because mm-hmm. I try to be respectful of everyone else's quarantine boundaries mm-hmm. 
and then kind of keep in my bubble. I'm also kind of a loner to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. you and I, like, this is the most social I really get. And it's not because I don't like and people. It's, and it's still, like, I think it's just the fact that whenever we do this, y'all, it feels very chill. Yeah. There's no expectations. Like, sometimes we look like poop and we don't care. We look great. And we, we oh, make yeah. each other up. And, and honestly, easy. I think that's why our friendship works so well is because we're very chill around each other. And I'm yeah. not saying... Friends. We don't have expectations I, for each other. I'm not saying we'll, my... We'll I'm, accept with open arms. And here's the disclaimer. I'm not saying that my other friends who are listening are high maintenance. You're not. I love mm. you, sweet babies. Um, what I'm saying is is I am, I am very odd and I'm very much a loner by nature. Mm. And so when I like... I don't think about these kinds of things. But then when I am social, I'm like, oh, this is great. I miss people. This is awesome. So like you and what I. I'm missing out on. Yeah. You and I doing this podcast. I'm almost like, oh, I love people. This is Wait, great. <laughs> but like, I don't, I honestly like I'm, I am a loner by nature and I don't mean to be. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I just kind of get into this little mood yeah. and this routine and quarantine just made it worse so Dude, with it cor- it so much i was worse. i was trying to be respectful of people's spaces but really they were like where, where'd you go and i'm like i just i just need to be alone sometimes yeah. and, you, and you understand that i need to be alone sometimes yeah. and it's great and we see each other like twice a week and it's great yeah no it works we have out a routine fine. she understands that i'm a mom and busy and yeah offended when i don't answer texts on time yeah so I have friends who do that we we have very much a respectful <laughs> Almost business-like relationship in our friendship. It's like, I don't know how to call it, but it's great. It's wonderful, and it's I love out. it. But, um, but yeah, so, like, I mean, I'm already a loner, mm-hmm. and, and COVID and quarantine kind of made it worse in my lonerness. Um, and then it made me really sad and then I kind of like got all like, like the quarantine depression, I think everyone got like around yeah. halfway through last no year. Exists. Um, and then I chose bad habits and started drinking more at home because I was sad about stuff and that wasn't a good, good habit either. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was one of the things where instead of doing that in order to wind down and I didn't want to get super blasted on the weekday. I started cutting down of when I was drinking throughout the week mm-hmm. and decided to have like one beverage, like a strong ass beverage and then draw myself a bath and give myself kind of a routine. So like I'm not depriving myself of the, the pleasures that is an adult, but I'm not like getting drunk and then passing out and then waking up and being like, Oh my God, I'm hungover and it's Wednesday. You know what I mean? And like, I wasn't doing that every night, but it was, it was becoming enough of an issue where I was like, you know what? This isn't healthy. I need to think of things that are sparking joy. And it's the little things. Yeah. I think that's kind of the main theme of my what happiness is. Of my it's happiness. Oh, yeah. It's really, it's just the little things. Little and things. then also like getting outside has been huge. Dude, yes. That sun makes Nature, a huge difference. I got roller skates and I, like, I skate out after work occasionally. Mm-hmm. And just being outside and being active has been helpful. I'm not really, I hate the gym and I'm trying to be more active, but it's little things. There's that, like, some organic form of being active. Giving, Going on those walks is yeah, like a perfect step. Little activities. I'm a big reader, so 
even though I've been kind of cutting back on my my evening after work drinking, I'll like drink at home or drink during the podcast or whatever. Yeah. But um, I try not to drink too much out and about. Mm-hmm. But when I do, I try to bring a book. I'm now known at breweries as the girl who brings her book. <laughs> and what I and the reason why I do that and why it sparks joy, and I even did this right before all the COVID stuff hit, yeah. is I didn't like being on my phone. And I felt like expanding my knowledge, whether it was fiction or nonfiction, brought me joy mm-hmm. and um, gave me a nice, like a, a, a nice little barrier where I'm like, I'm here. Well, this is an accomplishment. I have so, like, my book. book too. And before COVID stuff, it was a nice conversation starter. And I made a lot of really good friends that way. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Um, I'm still friends with a lot of people that were like, oh, yeah, you were that girl that was reading a book in the corner. I'm like, yeah, I like to read. Mm-hmm. I used to do that as a kid. So doing that now as an adult, it doesn't feel different, it doesn't feel different but it, it, it it's one of the little things that really just sparks joys. I'm actually reading. I'm reading a book yeah. now by um, – actually, it's – Marie Kondo. No, it's <laughs> not. It's called Supermarket, and it's written by the rapper Logic. Uh-huh. I forgot his oh, real cool. – I forgot his real name. He's just a little skinny white boy. But it's really good. It gives me like a Chuck Palahniuk kind of vibes. Oh, wow. Kind of like a, like a dark, brooding, but also like spooky, creepy, mystery kind yeah. of thing. Uh, with a little bit of dark humor. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. It's really easy to read. Um, good, a good like just chill book at the beach or the pool or brewery or whatever. I'm just chilling. But uh, I've been doing that. And then since I got my iPad and I've been kind of doodling. I've been going through like the Batman villains and I'm like, drawing a little cartoon because fun fact, I used to be an animation major. <laughs> so I draw cartoons on my fun time. I'm I, I for a hot for a hot second. I wanted to be a fine artist. And then I realized like late in high school and then in college, I was not a fine artist. I was a, a doodler. <laughs> so I, I specialize in cartoon stuff. So Cute. which explains why I like cartoons and comics and art animation stuff. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, those are the little things that have been bringing me happiness. I mean, cool. I love movies and cartoons and we'll watch that kind of stuff. So I go through rotation. But yeah. having a little baby routine, even if it's a small one, as taking a bath has been like, exponentially beneficial into my, my brain and my psyche. Because nice. as, as much of a, a wispy Sagittarius that I am, I do like a little bit of structure. Mm-hmm. And it helps me just kind of... Calm down. Yeah, and absolutely. I love it. I love it so much. Can't recommend it enough. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I feel like in a way that I, I'm very similar to you in how I find happiness. And there, I feel like there's different levels, too, of happiness that I need to feel. Like, there's, like, level one, like, get high and go on TikTok level mm-hmm. happiness. The easy. The love. I gosh. That is like the easiest way for me to feel happiness in a moment. But then TikTok's also like kind of variable. So I'll start crying and like okay. two minutes later. That is an excellent point. Yes. So this is some. So I will also go on TikTok things and mm-hmm. TikTok spirals. So yeah. I like to call them. And it's one of those moments where I you can kind of pick a route. <laughs> where I will wake up and be like or, or end my day and be like, you know what? I want to laugh. I'm going to look at all the funny videos and I'm like, ha fucking funny. And then there's some days where you just want to feel something yep. and you want to feel emotion. Like if I, <laughs> I will, I am one of those people that I'm like, I need to cry. Just to bleed. I need to bleed f- just to know you're alive. Yeah. So if you don't bleed, you watch TikTok. <laughs> I literally, and it's because I'm not particularly sad about anything 
in specific nature, but I feel emotional. Yeah. Whether it's hormonal or what. Um, but I feel like I just need to cry. Yeah. And so I'll put a specific song on or mm-hmm. I'll put a specific like TikTok or YouTube spiral. If you, yeah. <laughs> if I type in like dog reunions to <laughs> soldiers coming home from war, it's like fucking waterworks immediate or like people meeting their babies for the first time, yeah. cry immediately. Uh, anything with dogs and babies, I will cry. There's commercials that will instantly make me like tear Aww. up. And I, I'm, I'm one of those people that will go on TikTok and I'm like laughing hysterically. And then one minute I'm like bawling. And I'm just like, how? I was literally oh. laughing so hard a yeah. second ago. And now I'm weeping because this, was me this, this, this grandpa is yep. like, yeah. Celebrating his 80th birthday, second year without yeah. his wife there to be with him. Yeah, I understand that spiral. So it could be happiness or it could be but, sadness. But ultimately, I think it's happiness. Yeah, but like the... But sadness is honestly like helpful to yeah. bringing your brain I mean, it's a peace. sense of understanding. And yeah. yeah, and that's why I always enjoy the way that we end our um, we end our kind of you know check in with everything with the emotional like it's relatable. how we all do it. Yeah, because there's gonna be we're all having hard days. We're gonna have good days and bad days. Yeah, and I really hope that this podcast ends up being like a good safe space for not only us two but hey, like we're here to be your buddies and whatever, but we're also here to feel the feelings that y'all are supposed to be feeling. Yeah. And um, it's You're okay. You're not alone in all your feelings. It's okay to cry. Yeah. And I've seen quite a few men in my life cry, um, but it's always nice to see them cry. They will make, it'll make me <laughs> feel very sorry and yeah. or love you immediately. So please don't cry I in know. front of me if you're a man. Yeah. Um, it's very vulnerable for Yeah, me. no, I was about to say like crying is probably one of the most vulnerable things that you can do. Um, in front of someone if they're a friend family oh yeah no matter what it kind of stresses me out it'll immediately yeah. make me start crying but it's okay uh happiness 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 yeah. uh, <laughs> but it's happy too yeah, sometimes. It happy. it's happy it's and it's sad but it's 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 a release it's a release of emotion which ultimately is a positive thing yeah um so yeah there's that level there's that level of happiness uh your relaxation night kind of sounds a lot like mine so I'm also pretty happy when I have a sense of that there's nothing to do. That brings me the most joy of all, I think. Um, and this throws me back to a time in which my fiance was on tour and my, my young baby was asleep and it was truly just me and I had nothing to do. It was amazing. And what did I do? I Same thing, I took a shower. Uh, I went downstairs, got my fuzziest blanket. I turn on my twinkle lights that we have uh, over there. I went to YouTube. I turn on Lo-Fi Beats, the one with the girl on City of the Computer with the cat. And I hopped on my Switch. And I went on Breath of Wild, but I just explored. I wasn't focused on the story. I just explored. I cooked. And I did all all the tasks. I still felt productive. I, I spent time being productive on Breath of Wild, which if you don't know is a... A, legend, a Nintendo Legend of Zelda game in which you can go through the valleys and regions of this world called Hyrule and you can do what you want. It's like a pretty 
cuter version of Skyrim. If for I'm yes. sure you know what Skyrim is. That's perfect. It's, it's cute Skyrim. It's cute Skyrim. Um, there's less dragons. Less dragons. Uh, but it, yeah, there's four actually in Breath of the Wild, and they're all beautiful, and they don't stress you out in the slightest. They're just delightful. They're just pretty. Pretty dragons. Um. Anyway, so that is I think my ultimate level of like chill. Happy. I like that's another thing too. Like I'm learning that feeling at peace is kind of uh conducive with like being happy mm-hmm. it's about having a sense of being stable in a way um happy oh, yeah and like i could be in like a really happy place and not necessarily be happy because like i have too much going on mentally yeah. um so i feel like i can be happy when there's nothing to really worry about and that that's just like a constant everyday struggle is like dealing with your worries so um yeah happiness is something that i'm still i think we're all going to be trying to figure out forever and we might never know the exact reason but another thing that bring like brings happiness i guess is like honestly for me getting to see love in all its forms like getting to be with my partner and like just there's moments uh, with your partner if y'all are in love where you could just like kind of look at each other and you just like kind of laugh at like how beautiful they are and life is um <laughs> and like at the same thing like with um like my baby I see her and I just like that brings me joy because it's just a natural and neat thing where you look at this little thing you creative and how they view life and that may bring makes me happy um so I love like watching all general. that stuff too I yes. I love seeing it with you and your partner and all of that. I love seeing my friends happy. Like it's, mm-hmm. I seeing other people happy is so like. And here, yeah. it's one of the things is I I I I am a, a sarcastic salty wench. We all know <laughs> this. I am a salty broad. Let's just be clear with all yeah. that. And I'm very self-deprecating in my singleness and my sense of humor and whatever. But at the same time, I very much love love, and I. I I love seeing other people happy. Like, mm. it brings me joy yeah. when I get to come over here and, like, see you parent. I'll just, like, sit here with my beverage and, like, <laughs> I'm just, like, hmm. It's so nice. Like, I just, I love seeing that. I see that with my sister and her husband. Yeah. I see that with, you know, other people in my life and their relationships. Yeah. And I, as as salty as I am, I also very much love love. So every time I see like love that's real, I'm just like, hmm. Yeah. And that's why like I'll tear up over like love shit over TikTok. I'm just like, yeah, exactly. So, so like, love is something that I think definitely brings a lot of joy. Like I saw um, a man, uh, like an old man carrying his small chihuahua across oh. the street the other day, and then like I love this connection. I love this love. I love when I see two strangers like bond over something like you can't help but smile when you see two people get really excited about something you're just like oh that's really awesome i feel happy for them that sort of thing too seeing other people happy makes you happy and i feel like you truly can't unless you're like feeling really like off that day and you're like dude fuck those people laughing like i have a shitty day but at the same time it's like no like there's something I don't know about you, but like whenever I see people la- like laughing really hard at something, you catch yourself laughing. You're only laughing because they're laughing, <laughs> yeah. Or like someone's smiling goofily, and you smile back, and I'm like, "Why are you smiling?" Uh, but at the same time, you're smiling while asking them that question. Oh yeah. Yeah, because happiness is contagious. Um, 
Yeah, that I almost wish there was a day where we all chose to just be happy because I would love to see what the world would look like that day. You know, if there's one day we all just decided like, hey, we're gonna be happy today. And like the world collectively has like a good day. That would be wild. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm I've definitely especially since my job has a lot of customer service aspects to it. And I struggled a little bit in my younger years of because sometimes you get annoyed. Yeah. with people being dumb. And um, what I've learned a lot over the last like few years is you can't control what other people are feeling, yeah. but you can do the, your best to project what oh you're feeling gosh, yes. to others. But then also like people could, sometimes are just going to have a bad day because they're going to have a bad day. Yeah. And if you let it affect you, then it will really affect your life. Not necessarily forever, but it will affect you in a way. Yeah. And so when you don't let that affect you, but then realize everything is fine. We're okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you really wanted to be morbid about it, it's like, we're all going to die someday. Yeah. We're, it, life is too short to really, I mean... Taking every day the way that it, you should is something you should really treasure. But then it's it's really the little things that have actually made the most impact in my life. For sure. And this is this sounds kind of silly and I call it a tangent, but you're talking earlier about going outside and how it makes you happy. I 100% agree. Like when I go out into the sun, I feel like there's something special about the warmth of the sun. The fact that we're alive on a planet and there's like this burning star that's keeping oh, us yeah. alive. That like in a sense can make you happy. Um, uh, there, like you get your vitamin D. You uh, are breathing fresh air. There, you're changing your cha- your pace in life. And I think that's really important because I feel like monotony also really brings people down sometimes. Like you have to, if you're feeling stagnant, well, sometimes you can't change it. I'm sorry if you're stuck in that case, but sometimes you have the power to like go out and do something. You have to realize your own capabilities and potential. Oh, 100%. Um, also, self-care is there's different levels of yeah. self-care. A lot of people think that self-care has to be this extravagant and extravagant paint, getting your nails thing. done. I mean, and those are 100% self-care. What I'm it saying, is. what I'm saying is like there's levels of self-care where some days you want to do the full shebang and other days it's just something little. Like the other day I was feeling kind of crummy and I bought some things at Target. I bought a cute little sundress. And I'm very excited about sundress season is coming, y'all, which is better than hot girl summer, in my opinion, um, where you get to look cute and like breezy. It's super cute. It's like black and has little lemons on it. And it's super fucking cute. I look great in it. I'm so excited. I'm going to like get a little bit of like tan and get my legs showing. Just very excited about that. But I also bought like some some face mask stuff and some new bath salts. And I just like little, little things to give myself some self-care. Yeah. But I didn't go and buy like, you know, a Louis Vuitton purse or <laughs> an iPad. I mean, <laughs> that was another form. Ago. That's another form of self-care. <laughs> I too also bought an iPad out of self-care. So I mean, yeah. we're all victims of different levels of self-care. But um, what I would like to challenge everyone to do is to try to find at least one small thing each day as a self-care. Whether it's, you know what, I'm going to treat myself to a little cookie after work. Or, you know what, I deserve to go on like a walk. A walk is self-care. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a moment and um, listen to 
you know, this playlist yeah. or watch this movie or, hey, you know, I'm going to listen to a podcast that I really like. While talking tangents. Yeah. On some... Spotify and Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Which will let you stay? Um, hmm. viewing, viewing things that make you happy as something as self-care is yeah. mind-blowing because then everything is self-care. Yeah. And when you're caring about yourself and you have that self-love, you're going to project that love onto your friends, onto your family, onto your significant others. Absolutely. Attract the significant other you want. My goals right now aren't to find a man, but to attract said man. So I am living my life the way that I want to live. And the person that I'm meant to be with will find me. Because to be honest, I, I am single and out there, but like me being like, a scavenger is not going what's going to get it it's going to be self-confidence self-confident yep. and happy which i'm very self-confident i'm very happy but now i want to live the life that i want to live and mm. living that life that you want to live will attract the person that wants the same life I that agree. you live I... or wants to join that life yeah and it's it, it gives less stress into oh, i need to find someone Ugh. now yeah. i'm like i just need i just if I find someone, great. If not, I'm still living my best life. Yeah. Um, I hope this doesn't come across as privileged in any way, shape, or form. But I also find happiness in the fact that I'm here today. Just because, like, I don't know. I see existence as a very special thing. It might be a result of my religious background and the way I was raised. But truly, um, it's like every single day should is important to me. And I feel like the days in which I am sad or angry are the most exhausting days because it's, it takes a lot of energy to be sad and angry. And all the, and the reasons why you're sad and angry may or may not be justified, but in the moment they're real. But holding on to them is so hard. Yeah. And like there's so many times when I find myself in these states and I'm like, I just want to be happy in this moment. And I find myself digging digging really hard to find what can make me happy and like it happens in like arguments with my family friends and like in relationships where I've been angry and sad and they ask what can I do and I'm like I'm sorry but like I have to find a reason to make myself happy and I think this is why we're kind of talking about happiness and how to find it because sometimes it's really hard and sometimes it's really simple oh yeah it's incredibly hard like Mm -hmm. I I will be the first to admit that I I struggled with and still struggle with mild bouts of depression. We all talked about my PMDD where I have severe depression yeah. on a monthly basis where it's all hormone levels and whatnot. And me giving myself a routine has actually lowered those symptoms. Nice. Because awesome. I can kind of chart and plan my – whenever I – You don't have time to dwell. Whenever I start yeah. to kind of feel the way that I do, that's when I kind of up my self-care. So daily, I try to find at least one thing that like gives me a little bit of joy, something small, something big or whatever. But like if I start to feel an overwhelming sense, I will up my game. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling crummy. I'm, I'm buying another cookie. Dang it. <laughs> um, I'm going to Chipotle and getting that big burrito. Oh my like, gosh, that like, boba tea. Yeah, getting that boba tea. I'm getting all the boba freaking all the junk i'm gonna get extra caramel on my lot like you know what i mean like it's yeah you start to kind of up those little things and like i try not to spend too much money but sometimes a little zhuzh it's like you can't take it with you just experience your moment now yeah. and um really just kind of 
recognizing your feelings as legitimate as well as feelings will get you through said feelings and then you're able to experience the good things. Yeah. Because it's very easy as someone who has suffered from depression and still does but has to just maintain it. You just, you really have to, you you focus really hard on the good stuff. So... This kind of <laughs> this kind of reminds me of something I was thinking about today, and I was thinking about uh, how you have to focus on things like to get the good stuff out of things to find the happiness. And I was thinking about who understands happiness in the world, who who gets it. And like my mind, just like it's one of those things where it's just kind of like a flashback, I guess. Uh, I just remembered being in world history and talking about. Uh, what Buddhism is and what the Eightfold Path was. And I, in the moment, couldn't really remember what Eightfold Path in Buddhism was about. So I was like, this is important. I feel like this is relatable to today. Oh, Buddhist monk, monk, monks understand happiness a little bit. So here uh, I found this article actually um, called Five Practices for Nourishing Happiness. And it's written by, I'm so I apologize if I can't pronounce this, Tish Han. Um and he is a Buddhist monk, and his quote is, The essence of our practice can be described as transforming suffering into happiness. And here are five points he um, said would help people find happiness in a way, or at least uh, everyone wants to be happy. He understands everyone wants to be happy, yet we can continue to Ooh. suffer. Yes. So he says... Yes. Please uh, tell me. I need to be happy. <laughs> yeah, he says we're not doing it wrong. We're not failing at happiness, but being able to enjoy happiness doesn't require zero suffering. So there's arts to happiness and art to suffering. We have to acknowledge, embrace, and understand our suffering so we suffer less, yes. therefore more happy. Um, let's jump into what he has to say. Here we go. I love I love the acknowledging the suffering. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, people try to like push down the feelings or push it away or cover it in alcohol or food or drugs or whatever and putting a band-aid on a on a wound is not going to make it better um Mm -hmm. as someone who has hatcheted her hand recently you can't just put a band-aid on it you got to put neosporin on it and you got to make sure it doesn't get all weird and infected which is your heart is a wound it's an axe wound that you need to put neosporin in and and make sure you don't get infected yeah so that that checks out that's 100 percent on point yeah he says uh we can condition our bodies and minds to happiness with five practices of letting go inviting positive seeds mindfulness concentration and insight so uh, let's look at this first step letting go it says the first method of creating joy and happiness is to cast off to leave behind there is a kind of joy that comes from letting go i think this kind of goes back to thinking earlier about when i was really upset and i'm like how do i make myself happy and sometimes the answer is that i have to like this thing that triggered me this thing that made me upset is it how long do I want to carry it for? How long do I want to make this a thing? I've I've seen that a lot. Like I got upset at this like stupid thing I was misinterpreting. And I kept thinking about how if I was interpreting right, how upset that would make me. Something super petty. And like I, I knew sometimes I'm really upset at petty things. And it's a really, it's a hard struggle for me to 
decide when I want to cut that out. I, I do the same thing. Yeah. And it's it's mainly because, I don't know about you, but I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve. So mm-hmm. when I feel things, I feel things. Yeah. I don't really hide my emotions. I'm either like mad or sad or happy or mellow. There's no, there, there's no like middle ground for when it comes to to Megan it's very much like I feel the things I'm gonna tell the things Mm -hmm. which makes me one a terrible liar so like if you ever need to tell me something and I have to tell the truth or whatever I I'm I'm a terrible liar so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will never but I'm also like very respectful of people's like time and their space so I will never just randomly gossip for no reason Mm -hmm. and I'll keep secrets very well but it's it's very much like I feel things immediately. So if you if you tell me something, I'm going to feel your feelings mm-hmm. immediately and project it otherwise. But yeah, totally get that. I just I, I can't hide stuff. I'm yeah. an open book. That's good. Um, so I think it's good to get it out too. And then once you get it out, you have to like make the mental decision. Yeah, to so get then you get to figure well. out how. So that that's my that's my problem. I like this. It, he he says right here. That if you come to look deeply into your fearful attachment, you'll realize that it, it is, in fact, the very obstacle to your joy and happiness. You have the capacity to let it go. Letting go takes a lot of courage. Once you let it go, sometimes happiness comes very quickly. You want to go searching for it. Yeah, so that's, like the, that. ne- that's like the next stage of being like, all right, I am sad. I, I am scared. I am angry. What do I do to move forward? And that's yes. the hardest step, really. Here we go. Going over that that hill. (laughs) Step two, inviting positive seeds. So what that means that in our consciousness, there's hell in there, right? But there's also paradise. We're capable of being compassionate, understanding, joyful. But we have to pay attention to the negative things and uh, put attention into it, watering ourselves with wholesome qualities by touching our minds with the positive things, which is what we're doing with this episode. Yeah. We want to invite positive seeds. We're acknowledging the mm-hmm. negative, but we're 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 acknowledging the negative, but yes. we're raising the positives. We're saying, yep. yes, this stinks, but you know what's great? Baths. Compassion up, arrogance. Dog down. videos. <laughs> you know, dog videos up. Um uh <laughs> Anger about how badly my day went goes down. Yeah, bad, bad customers, stinky, dumb. We don't ignore suffering. It just means that we're allowing the positive seeds that are naturally there to get their proper attention and nourishment. Love this. Word. I will need to read Buddhist monk articles Word, every day. Word, <laughs> Okay, step number three. Mindfulness-based joy. So... Uh, basically breathing in becomes a delight, breathing out becomes a delight. You are come to, coming to enjoy your breathing. This is what I was talking about earlier too. Oh my yeah. gosh, we, we understand everything. It's about deciding that things are bringing you joy. Um, okay, maybe I didn't say this out loud, but I was thinking it. Mm-hmm. Um, that when you said talking about the little things, like whenever yeah. I eat dinner, I that sparks joy in me because I'm like, oh my gosh, I... Like, I, I was starving, and now I get to eat a great dinner. This is bringing me joy. It's Mindfulness is an energy you can generate all day long through practice. Like, if you decide that you like washing dishes, dishes can be enjoying. If you decide that I really enjoy my drive to work, like, if you acknowledge that joy that every single moment can bring you, 
Oh my gosh. I love so I love your comment about dinner bringing you joy because mm-hmm. if you think about it, you could really parse that into being like I am grateful and thankful that I have this meal not only because it gives me nourishment, but also I earned this. Yeah. Because my job, I worked very hard into pay for this food that I used to make with my hands or a nice lady or gentleman made the food. You're, there's so many like lovely things to. It's almost like a we thank you. Like when you're saying grace, yeah. and you're like we thank you, Jesus, for our food or whatever. You're also really thanking the whole process and yourself. This goes into the next quote. It's so lovely. The way, the I love it. Point three. You're a real artist. You know how to create joy and happiness anytime you want. You bought that food. Thank you this for the food. This joy and happiness is born from mindfulness. So freaking true. I love it. <sighs> Step four. Concentration. So I'm terrible just, at that. Yeah, dude. Concentration is so hard. It says to stay present in the moment. It takes concentration. Worries and anxiety about the future are always there. Where you take us away. We can see them, acknowledge them, and use concentration to return us to the present moment. So I think this goes back to mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So um, you could use your concentration to be stably present in your moment of joy, you know? Being present is So you don't hard. get distracted by the, like the, all the other not happy things happening in life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely an, it's, it's one of the most important steps because you could think all these things but if you're not present in your situation then you're not going to appreciate it for what it is step five insight with mindfulness we recognize the tension in our body and we very much want to release it but we sometimes we can't sometimes what we need is insight it's about seeing what's there it's uh, a clarity that liberates us from affliction such as jealousy or anger allowing true happiness to come so that goes back to the very beginning. The essence of our practice can be described as transforming suffering into happiness. It's not complicated practice, but requires cultivate mindfulness, concentration, and insight. So how's mindfulness, concentration, and insight different from one another? I feel like mindfulness is mindfulness is being aware of things. Concentration is being con- consistently being aware of things. And and, and focused on it. Distraction is it. distraction is a demon, really, if you think about it, because they're gonna distract you from and what's, what's important why. too. Yeah, and what and why. Yeah, insight. So insight is gonna be the why. Um every one of us has insight, though sometimes we don't always make use of it to increase our happiness. I agree with this because I didn't even think about insight. I think mindfulness and concentration are enough. It's like I'm, I'm mindful and being happy. I'm consistently I'm concentrating on this happiness, but insight, why? That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we get caught and attached to our happy situations that are not... No, I'm sorry. Mm. If mindfulness and concentration are there, then insight will be there, and we can make use of it to swim away free. Mm. Interesting. Okay. I mean, because, yeah, like, mindfulness is is being aware of the whole picture, whereas concentrating is you're just talking, thinking about the one thing, which obviously will, like, help be helpful and spark joy. Yeah. But mindfulness really kind of gives a whole picture. It's like, I'm thinking about this, I'm concentrating about this because oh. of all of this. Yeah, okay, so that's steps three through two. And then steps one, one uh, which was letting go 
and also planting po- positive seeds kind of lead the way to three, four, and five. Yeah. Cool. I like all of these. Mm-hmm. I I, f- I almost feel refreshed <laughs> about the idea of yeah. and how to like think about all the stressful moments yeah, and I, petty I, things in my I life. I think a lot of like, I mean, you don't even have to do a full meditation, yeah. but a nice reflection has been helpful for me as well. Mm-hmm. I have a couple like apps. I have an app called Stoic that's like, nice. it's almost like a little like daily journal check-in on like my iPad or my iPhone or whatever. And it's like, how was your day? How did you feel about that? And it's it's almost like a, a free therapist because they're going to ask you the same things. Cool. And you're able to kind of write it out in your own terms. No one can really see it. It's like a little journal, but it's very short little prompts yeah. into kind of, walking you through your day and your feelings. And I think that really ultimately is something that is really helpful to your own mental capacity. Mm -hmm. And if you can't afford therapy, little things like that are therapy. Whether it's you just take a moment and have a little minute meditation or, or even if you just get it, get a routine. Routine is honestly the biggest form of meditation in my, my personal opinion I don't have very many routines. I'm I'm kind of a scatterbrained lady, yeah. but um, little things like even just making my bed, or um, having one specific day where I go get yeah. a coffee in the morning, like little things will kind of give you a sense of mindfulness throughout the week that really either starts your week or ends your week or is in the middle of your week that you're like, mm, you know what, it's okay. Yeah, like exactly. Everything is fine. That's that's so for the moments in which you can't find when it's really, really hard to find, be mindful and think of the things in the moment that make you happy. Then you can kind of put yourself in situations to make you happy. Like we're talking about earlier, but like make yourself that bath, pour yourself that glass of wine, Um, accept the feeling what you're feeling is real. Decide why you're still deciding to be angry about it, sad about it. And then find ways to like improve your situation and hopefully stay present in that moment of being happy and not letting the this bad stuff sneak up. Oh on yeah. You. And and find yourself a tribe that respects you Absolutely. and your space. Someone that you trust. And your feelings. Yeah. Um I'm very grateful that my little small cluster of friends is very understanding and loving and respectful to time space and feelings and i think that's what ultimately adult friendships end up being so if you're a young person and you're feeling stressed or pressured or you feel like you're in a weird toxic peer pressure environment Mm -hmm. um please know that your true friends will stick around i have like maybe four friends that like i literally trust with my life and Three out of those four friends I've known for about, gosh, over 10 years now. So the the OGs will stick around. And what's great about the OGs that stick around is they bring forth good people into your life yeah. like you. Mm-hmm. You you are now officially into that group because yeah. your fiancé is one of the OGs. I've known him, gosh, for over a decade now. And um, the, he's a little sweet pea. And what, that's what's great about the real friends. The real friends are never going to bring bad people into your life. They're only going to bring good people. Yeah. So find those core friends. They're going to respect you. And your yeah, time. they're going to respect you and your time, and they're going to want to do vice versa. Mm-hmm. So any person they bring into your life, if they're one of the OGs, 
know that that's almost like an OG 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. So like just find your core and hold on to them and, and know that even the friends that you don't talk to every day aren't necessarily you're not your friends. Yeah. It's the ones that come around after they haven't talked to you in weeks and months and whatever. And then nothing's changed. Yeah. Like those are those are the people that look really, really do hold on. And they're the ones that really were going to help you with your, your brain. Yeah. Because they're the ones that you can call and be like, I... Nothing that brings happiness. Yeah. Friends, friends and family. I, people that you trust. Having having someone to share your feelings with. Yeah. Because your brain's not always going to be nice to you. Oh, yeah. I Gosh, I still have friends that, like, I don't talk to on the daily. But if I talk to them, it's like nothing ever changed. Yeah. Or if I needed to be bailed out of jail, they would, no questions Dude, would well, show yeah. up. They would make fun of me the whole fucking time but at the same time like they would be there for me one of my bridesmaids uh i probably haven't talked to her in six months but i know that uh the second i talked to her they'll feel like we hung up the phone 30 minutes ago yeah uh i mean obviously i have a lot to catch up on but the feelings and how much love i have for her has not changed oh yeah it's it's nice those are the things and the people that are going to bring you joy and um it's it's quality over quantity Mm -hmm. And I, so and I think that's kind of like the lesson of 2020 and now moving forward in yeah. 2021. We went through some hard Moments, shit, y'all. Friends, everything. But it, it really did weed out the nonsense. Yeah. And I feel like it was very healing in, in many ways. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's never going to be the same. We're all stuck with these masks, whether we're vaccinated or not, just to be aware. Um, but it's yeah like finding the little things that will bring you joy will ultimately realize that it's not the end of the world mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world the fat lady has not sung yet yeah um i will let you know when she starts singing bruno mars has been singing the song happy for a while yeah he's not fat though so no, we're good <laughs> so as long as bruno mars is yeah. thin we're fine we're okay we're the apocalypse is not nigh yet <laughs> so we were talking about earlier about like I shared that I saw an old man holding a chihuahua and I thought it brought me joy. And I was going to say that I want my charity of the week to be ASP. It would not ASPACA. I'm sorry. That's serious. Friends of animals. And then I realized that our, our lovely uh, Buddhist monk friend uh, at the end of this article I'm reading, it says, thank you for reading Lion's Roar. Can we ask you for help? Yes, you can. Cause you helped us with this awesome episode. <laughs> So it says that Lion's Roar mission is to communicate Buddhist wisdom in today's world. Connections we share with you, our readers, and what drives us to fulfill this mission. So it turns out you can donate to Lion's Roar, this independent nonprofit committed to sharing Buddhist wisdom in all its diversity and breadth. Uh, you can go to lionsroar.com and find their donation portal. And thank your, your global Buddhist monks for reminding us of what's real in life and what being human's all about so i didn't think i'd be saying donate to buddhist monks today but here i am (laughs) i mean they 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 keeps it real and they care about other things and animals so that that checks out i never heard of a a selfish buddhist monk but what do i know yeah (laughs) i haven't met one oh yeah i mean gosh there's so many i mean there's so many charities out there that are for animals um, the one that first popped in my head was the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, or oh, the yeah. ASPCA. Yeah. Um, 
They are a well-known for maintaining a platform of cruelty prevention since 1866. And for good commercials. And they have the sad-ass commercials with Sarah McLaughlin. Um, they help over... They've helped over 47,000 animals, performed over 89,000 spay and neuter procedures, and donated over 12 million procedures to animal welfare programs. Um, if you love those animal videos that spark you joy, you should uh, donate. Donate to the ASPCA. <laughs> donate to them. Um, also, find a shelter. There's so many local shelters. Get a cat. Get a dog. Adopt. Do not shop. I have an adopted kitty. Me I love too. him deathly. He is a delight and a treasure. His name is Max. Maximilian. Named after Maxwell Goof. <laughs> or Max Cute. Maximilian Goof. I don't know why I said Maxwell. It's Maximilian Goof, excuse me, um, after the the son of Goofy <laughs> from the Goofy movie. Yes. That is my son, Kat. And Phoebes, named after Phoebe Bridgers. Phoebe! I love her. The Phoebus. The Phoebus. That's what I call her, the Phoebus. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us with episode six. Next is lucky number seven. Oh, I know. We got to think of something good for seven. <sighs> And it's the week before Mother's Day, too. Oh, yes. I hope you guys get your mom's flowers. I'm expecting a watercolor painting from my two-year-old. Yes. All the expectations low. All the (laughs) arts. It's going to be beautiful.